What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Four Fit Podcast. This is uh, what day is it? What episode? Forty-six. 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 Uh, the fifteenth in quarantine now on the Skypes. Uh, I'm Matt. We've got John Stud somewhere in the darkness. There, we've got Bill, the Wild Bill, in the darkness somewhere, and J Lo. What's up, How's it going? Well, so, that top was the last 46 I could think of on What was that, Bill? Les Hopkins is the last guy that wear number 46 on the Eagles that I could think of. I don't know any 46s. Yeah, it's a very obscure number from any sport. I remember, by, I, I think Wes Hopkins was 46. I go on a limb and say he was. How about how about fifteen? Since this is quarantine episode fifteen, Patrick Mahomes, but that's not an eagle. Uh, fifteen. Uh, I don't know. Was Holland's number fifteen? Who? It was Dave Holland number fifteen. Switch hitting third baseman, underrated. Had a bitchin' bitchin' flat top. Like wasn't Tim Tebow fifteen too? He was. Was he an eagle? I guess. I mean, does does uh, does preseason count? <laughs> uh, that's right. He chip. He was here for the chip years. Sure was. Um, what what jersey sold better, Cobb or uh, Tebow? Ooh, that's a good one. Ooh. Probably Tebow. I'd Cobb. I'd have to go Cobb. Yeah, I'd have to, I, if my money my money would be on Cobb, but I'm sure there. I'm sure it was close, dude. That the. The first year he was here, I was at that one, the first preseason game that he went into, and the the ovation for him when he went in was just unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable bad or unbelievable good? Like, blew my mind how many people were cheering for that scrub. Huh. So Dick Allen wore 15. He's a big. He was good. He was a good Philly. Great he was, should be in the Hall of Fame. Dickie Ailes. Yep. I, I It was Dave Holland's fifteen, or is he another another number? Uh, Andrew Knapp. Okay. Uh, Andrew, more like Andrew Crap. Yeah. <laughs> That's Dave, what I'm bringing up. Dave, Holl- Dave Holland's was fifteen. You're correct. He was. Correct. Yeah, and that actually makes me. I feel like that's vindication right there. That puts any Philly fanness to bed. If you can call out a Dave Holland's number, <laughs> and, he, and he was a switcher. I'd have to agree. But um, speaking of uh, fifteen and the Phillies, do you think the Phillies even get fifteen games in this season, fellas? Highly, highly doubtful. They've got. No, they've I got, don't. They got three I, games in, and it looks like uh, looks like things are. Threatening to shut down already. Well, yeah, because now you you have – they're going to probably have to go back and look at the Braves. Yeah. They're going to have to look at the, the Phils. They're going to have to yep. look at the Orioles. They're going to have to look at who the Orioles played now. Like, Who did the Marlins play in exhibition? The, the last team they played was the Braves, and they had two players that weren't in that game because of COVID. 
Were they the only ones that they played in exhibition, or was that just the last one that they played? The last ones. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really a rabbit hole in terms of how far do you go back, where do you think this thing started, and how do you how do you get ahead of it and and see that, you know, the remainder of the season can be played safely. Um, and then, you know, to take it, to take it steps further, you got, you know, leagues like the NBA and the NFL looking on and, and, you know, with the NBA, you know, having a successful exhibition period here, um, in their tightly confined bubble, which I think is helping them for the most part, except for a couple knuckleheads that we'll probably touch on here soon. Um, (laughs) You know, the NFL has got to be nervous um, because in order for them to get their season in, they're looking to do structure something very similar to what Major League Baseball is doing. Right. So, yes. And with more and with more people and more factors, you know, in in play. So I don't know, man. It's just it's it's very concerning right now. I mean, as 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 excited as we all were on Friday and in, and going into the weekend, it's just the whole vibe I feel is just like done a complete 180 within, you know, 12 hours, you know, not even 24 hours. It's yeah. It's, it's, it's not good. Um, and you, I mean, each NFL team probably needs what 150, 200 people to, to accomplish a game. Between the the rosters, training staff, coaches, everything. So now not, you're se- not so, to mention all the cameramen. The you know. So you're going to have two hundred some people flying cross country, and half of these teams are in. You know, Texas is on fire. Florida and the the South is on on fire. California right now is on fire. Like. Yep. You're not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to quarantine these these players. So if you're a you know you're a player from you know the Eagles or the Jets or the Giants or the Patriots even, are you going to feel comfortable getting on a plane and flying to Atlanta or Texas or or California right now with with what's going on? Like it's ridiculous and it's not going to get better. No. Nope. And just think about, like, we're having problems in baseball, right, which out of all the sports is probably the least – has the least contact in terms of playing the game. Now, I do understand that, you know, the issues that the Marlins are having are, you know, in terms of of what we know right now, it's – 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 how am I, what am I trying to say here? Use your words. It's, it's isolated to just their club, right? As well from what we know right now, but who knows? I mean, it, the time will tell, right? Because I imagine the Phillies all got tested. That's why, you know, their games with the Yankees tonight and, you know, got postponed. So I don't know. Time will sit. Time will tell. The next 24 hours is probably going to be very interesting and in what we learn. I guess my question and I, I was, we were sort of talking about this with uh, Bill before you guys hopped on was what exactly are the parameters that MLB is taking? Like, so, you know, 
the Marlins have been here. They got here. I don't know when. When did they get here? We don't even know, right? Probably Thursday, Friday, Thursday, or yeah, or early okay. Friday. So they they probably have been had had tests every day. So like, are they are these guys going out? Like, what are they doing? What is the are they supposed to stay in their hotel? Are they not supposed to go out? What are the rules for the MLB? I don't even know. I know Nobody the knows. rules for the NBA are don't leave, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And if you leave, you're getting quarantined. So. The- the, well, the biggest problem is, and the thing that's probably going to, that could shut the season down, is the fucking Marlins didn't notify anybody at first. They had the four positive tests and then took a team vote that, you know, they're tough athletes, so they're going to soldier through it and keep playing. And it's just like, bro, you've got 12 guys that are infected now. You could have infected half of the Phillies. Right, yeah. like... Like, were they like, I guess my, my question is, is if you're not going to be in a bubble, right. Mm -hmm. How is it going to work? Like, I I don't see how it can work. I don't see how the NFL can do it without being in a bubble. Well, and the problem is that they probably looked at what's going on right now in Europe, in, in Germany and in Spain and in England with, 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 football or soccer, whatever you want to call it, being able to resume and end their seasons. And they, you know, they looked at it from a, well, if they were able to do it, then we'll be able to do it. But the the biggest difference is that um, those, those countries don't have so many stupid and selfish people that are like my freedom. I'm not going to wear a mask. This is a hoax. And, and they had, people running their governments that weren't idiots that took this seriously and got it under control. And that's why they were able to resume and doing what they're doing. That's why Taiwan right now has half their feet. Their stadiums are half full. That's why New Zealand has people watching rugby and cricket and all of that stuff, because those countries had leaders and, and people willing to make a sacrifice for the common good and a government that was willing to like pay everybody and just be like, look, we're shutting it down for four months, three months, whatever it takes. Here's some money, pay your rent, get your groceries, do what you need to do. Nobody else is dying. We're just going to soldier through and get this, get through this together here. We're, we're just like synchronous motherfucker. You're on your own. And so, so, so I guess, although that that's interesting, the, the my question still remains like, how like why couldn't the NFL do what the NBA is doing? I don't think there's a place in this country that has a big enough set of fields. So nobody there's there's no place like I, I don't even know where they are in 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 the bubble in Orlando, I guess what they're calling it. Like you would basically need like I guess you'd need ten football fields or six football fields or five football fields, like I, I, I don't know. I think you could do it if you, if you could figure out the field situation and then still keep it like in Orlando. I like, couldn't you, couldn't you just like bust the players to fields? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But the, but the, again, the problem is you have, you have 150, 200 players per team and you're, you're not going to be able to say to those people, Hey, for the next, you know, four months, you're not going to see your family. You're going to be in the bubble. 
you'd have to, there'd have to be concessions to like, it's not going to be a full season. It's going to be yeah. like an eight game season or something. You know? I mean, they still might be able to do that, but the, the biggest problem is they're not going to be able to play on grass fields because the, the fields would be destroyed. They'd look like fucking, you know, tractor poles by, uh, they could just have 18-wheelers full of sod ready to relay, relay down. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, do you do you want to be the team that we watched three of our guys blow their knees out because they made a cut on sod and, you know, three feet of sod just gets torn up and goes flying? Like, they'd have to play on turf. And the, the league is not going to – the players aren't going to be down with that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just – I, this is, and again, we were talking, Bill and I were talking about this earlier, but like, I really don't see, unless we find out in the next 24 hours that none of the Phillies have contracted it, which I guess would be a miracle. Mm -hmm. um, I don't see NFL football happening this season. I think you're probably right. I mean, the, the interview that, um, they interviewed Wentz in the parking lot, and I think he said something. You know, we're really, you know, we're really looking forward to playing, if and when we can play this year. Right. And when when guys are saying that already, you know, if and when, it's it's not good. It's not. And you're right, John. Like they're they're hoping, Orlando, the, they're hoping for the best. Yeah. I don't think that they're going to be surprised if the season, you know, gets canceled on them. I'm just trying to think you bring up a good point for, you know, to not play on grass. Right. So if they have to say there was a way to construct, say, 10 football fields or however many football fields you need, mm -hmm. is there a location, a centralized location located within the United States that one of the most powerful organizations in the world and most profitable because you know they have the money mm -hmm. to construct whatever well, they construct. It's not just the fields, though. It's got to be the – they have to have hotels. Yeah. I mean you're not going to put these guys in like fire festival tents. In any right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and the, the problem is while the league has a lot of money and these owners have a lot of lot, a lot of money – None of them like spending money. But if they all but if they all would like to continue to make money, they need a season of some sort. I think the owners would be perfectly fine with canceling the season. If you get if you went to I think out, I, right? I think most of these owners, if you came to them and said, Look, each one of you guys is gonna have to put in fifteen, twenty million dollars to to help build fields, or we just don't play and you can write it off on your taxes. I bet you 75, 80% of the league is going to be like, cool, cool. Um, just send us the documents for our taxes. We'll see you next year. Because these, I mean, it's, it, it's just, it is what it is. Like these owners I mean, don't spend the, the money. only other thing I can think of is similar to what baseball is doing where they're, they're sticking to their like regionals could, could, Four teams come up to our three teams, excuse me, let's use NFL, NFCs, for example. Mm -hmm. Three teams come to Philly. Each team could stay in a different hotel. 
The only problem with that then lies in where they're going to practice. Um, did, did, does everyone share Novacare? That's, that would never work. No, it would never well, work. Or do, they, or do they look to cut a deal with local universities? The only university that has a field is, is – um, that has a real field is Penn. Yeah. Yeah, Temple uses ours. Um, how, about, how about high schools? I mean, especially if schools don't go back. Yeah, but you wouldn't want NFL players, to Jesse's point, like probably don't want to play on high school fields. I mean, and that's another thing. Like, how, how, how are schools going to go back? They're not. Like, there's just no way, right? They're not. I forget. Uh, I saw. I saw something. One of like, the places. Take a look at like what's what happened with the Marlins. That's a microcosm mm-hmm. of an example. You know what I mean? That just take that times it by fucking thousands. Well, not just that. How within if schools try to go back, a school isn't going to be able to get tests in a day or two. No. So you you might have this disease spreading for a week, two weeks. Schools are not. They're built. They're built to collaborate. They're not built for people and, to distance themselves i think i've I've read somewhere it was like um in texas right now because you know the the one talking point is oh well it's no big deal if if kids get it they're just not they don't get sick and they'll be they'll get better i think it was like somewhere down in in a big part of texas 20 percent of the hospitalizations right now are kids under like 15 16 years old yeah so it's like all right cool cool so now the little kids, the younger kids are getting sick. We really don't know enough about this at all to make those sort of statements or assumptions. No. And and the fact that I forget who it was. It was a – I think it was a guy on the – the um, I think a guy on the Red Sox that, that can't play right now because he had COVID. And he oh, has like – Huh? Yeah, the pitcher – He's yeah, he has a, like a heart uh, problem. He has, got a, he heart has problem. a heart condition now. Like, peop, I mean, peop, they're finding out people have neurological problems from this, heart problems, lung problems. They're having strokes. Like, You have deep lung scarring. Like, people are taking this way too just cavalier. Like, oh, it's no big deal. And, you, you know, you might be able to get, like, Dallas up. And, and, you know, the NFC East could play and they'd be healthy. But what the hell would happen with the the NFC South? Like, what with the way things are going down there in the AFC South, like, half of those guys are going to start getting sick and, and you're going to start seeing players just like, nah, I'm out. I'm out. I'll be, I'll be back next year. Well, I mean, unfortunately, for the NFC East, the only outlier really is the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean – Giants, Washington football team, and uh, Eagles can basically within, you know, I don't know exact mileage, a couple hundred miles, you know, do what they need to do, which I, I could see that working. I guess the next question is, do you, do you reschedule the teams where like, okay, now you play Pittsburgh this year and then maybe you, then you play the Patriots or maybe, and then maybe you play, um, Tennessee, like closer teams where 
either you, it, it is a closer plane ride or a closer bus ride or, you know, I think, it, I think it could work, but I think it would take some creativity and I don't think they've even gotten that far yet to, to sort of figure it out. And I feel like they're kind of going by the seat of their pants and they're kind of like, ah, eh, this is, here's the schedule. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. And now that preseason games are already canceled, it's like, I kind of feel like they're kind of like, eh, we don't know what the hell we're doing. Yeah. I think major league baseball has one more slip up like this. Say like they, they do continue to move, try to move forward and they have another team that just flounders with an outbreak. I think then the NFL, you're, they're, they're in, their season is in serious trouble. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you have to also accept the fact that you, you, you go into this knowing you're going to have a certain percentage of people who are going to get it. Like that's yep. just the, like you, you accept the fact and that basically 5% of the people in, you know, are out doing things are, are, are going to get it. So, you know, you, you do that, you, you try to have the best protocols, but at the end of the day, you know, no, you know, the players had the right to sit home, but you know, they want their paycheck. So it's a risk they're willing to take. You know, and yeah. so, you know, it, it, it's, it's, they it, felt that on stage, they up the ballpark. Has any, risk have have any of the players, have any of the players come out and, and, and reported any serious like symptoms or are they all kind of just like, has uh, anyone come out from the Marlins and said like, yo, this dude's going to the hospital. Well, that's the other thing I think too with this and. I, by no means am I Dr. Feucci, although I can throw a fastball better than him, for sure. Um, uh, Debatable. I haven't seen you throw a baseball yet. This is like any, uh, you know, this is like any, like a lot of viruses. There's different degrees of what you get it. You know, yes, there's drastic cases, which it can cause death and, you know, permanent damage. But a lot of illnesses can. And a lot of people, I mean, athletes that I've said, I mean, I saw Russell Westbrook had it. And he said he felt fine two days later. Like it's just because you get it doesn't mean, oh my God, it's, you can't move. There's different levels to it. So it's like anything else. It's, it's how your body reacts. And, but, you know, Bill, I guess what dudes, dudes aren't having strokes and needing lung transplants from the flu. Yes, they are. Look at more people die from the swine flu, bro. In no. 2009 than this, but that wasn't a big deal. It was just Bill, the flu. It we, just, we're we've, we're about to pass swine flu deaths in seven months, for what they had for an entire year. Not worldwide. No yeah, way. worldwide. Millions worldwide. of people died worldwide. Five percent of the people flu. have we're talking people but, have died worldwide yet. But it's a di- the difference is there are preventatives for the flu, and if you get the flu, and you don't, you're not older. Typically, you're fine. It's you know when you're older, you get the flu, you get pneumonia, your lungs fail, and you die. But this is wiping out 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds and very healthy people and people are stroking out. Like it's a completely different animal and it, it's just wild that – and while players are fine with it now, as that as that, that circle starts to shrink, you know, it was like, oh, well, some guy got it from another team and whatever. But now it's like 12 guys from that team have it. And they they lied about it and didn't tell anybody. So now the Phillies could have it, the Orioles could have it, the the Braves could have it. Like, 
but but I think Matt's Matt's point here is like if if all the players in the major league baseball that are playing whatnot, and let's just say 20% of them get it. Like we haven't heard, let's just use, actually let's step back. Let's use NBA. NBA hasn't, has only had a few tests positive, but everyone who's been sick, knock on wood, hasn't really gotten like hospital sick. So I sort of think what if that's like, like, what if like, six of the 13 players on the Marlins have to go on ventilators. Right. Well, that's a different, I mean, again, like God forbid that happens. And I hope, you know, I knock on every piece of wood that I have in front of me that, that, that does not happen. That would be terrible. But I mean, you know, the NFL is going to be sitting back. Like I'm out, bro. Mm -hmm. No, No, thanks. And, you know, speaking of players that seem to be okay with it, how about our boy Sweet Lou, Louie Lou Williams? Oh, man. He likes their chicken wings. What can you say? I mean, I would, I you know, I would like to know what they put in them chicken wings, that they were that good. That well, had to- I have the Magic City menu up currently, and apparently they have a Lou Will lemon pepper barbecue. So they have a signature wing that I think is named after Lou Williams. <laughs> I may, I may not. That's, I may, that's after uh, he dropped some serious coin in that place. Yeah. So but, I, mean, are, I don't know. Are they as good as the the best wings in South Jersey? Are they, are they as good as the road, road trip the world? Hmm? And that is the Golden Nugget wings. Yeah. So are they as I good as Nugget wings? I don't think so. I would put Matt's dry rub wings up against a lot of wings. Listen, yeah, I, think I, I think I changed Bill's life the other day. Can I, can I ask you guys another question? Don't fuck you up. What? I'm, I'm on the Magic City menu. Would you eat seafood at a gentleman's club? Just going to throw that out there as a question. I wouldn't Calif- eat California any food. Define oh, seafood. Great buffet. Well, they, have, they, have, they have salmon, tilapia, catfish, shrimp. Oh, Get some asparagus maybe, some, some panos. Lobster tails, uh, no. Some chowder. No. I mean, they even have vegetarian dishes. They have some oh, yeah, some steaks and burgers, which you know, you know. No, I wouldn't eat any food at a strip club. I would not right. eat a thing. But the wings do. Uh, they do have a, a couple uh, different wing sauces that look that uh, look delicious. But why can't but yeah, these guys- I, 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 why can't these guys just, just, just do what they're supposed to do? Well, I told I told Bill beforehand. There have to be like one or two guys that just, you know, just why, go why, and try to. I don't know. Why can't Lou Williams just potentially just, ruin this for everyone and not just the players? That it's the fans, everything. Well, why it, can't Lou Williams just pay somebody to go? Get yeah. Exactly. And what it's, was his excused absence absence for? Do we know what that was? Uh, for? Uh, he had a uh, a gentleman that he was an older gentleman that it was like he looked up to that had passed away. So he was there for a funeral. And okay. then he was grabbing grabbing dinner, I guess. Oh, okay. So even more of like a you know like an, like a bigger hint that he should have picked up on was like, hey, I'm at a funeral where this person died now he may not have died from covid but with everything going on 
you would think that, you know, that thought would like maybe, you know, creep into your head. Like, Hey, let me just like go pay my respects and not play with fire. No, like there's always like these guys and I love sweet Lou. I, I, I wish he was back on the Sixers cause we could really use the help coming off the bench. But like, uh, just don't be a knucklehead, man. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like there. I just saw a thing on Twitter. There's 800 bars in Texas are going to defy the governor's order, the closure order. Not eight or 80. 800 bars throughout the state are going to continue to serve alcohol indoors. And it's like, and they're like, oh, well, you know, they might suspend their liquor license for 30 days if they if they get caught violating. It's just like, no, nah, bro, pull it. Pull the liquor license. And then yeah, you want see, another one? You got to buy another one. But you know see, what it that's, costs? 200 Gs. But see, that's the thing, too, is, you know, and that was one of the things that was brought up to my attention today about, you know, when I was talking about the whole Lou Williams thing, it's like, what are the consequences that these guys face? Or like, what are the consequences that you just said that Texas would, would, you know, would, would come down on these bars, like a 30 day fine. Like what's that to them? Like nothing. It's worth the risk. Right. So like, I don't know. It's almost like shame on us for not policing this matter in a, in a more strict way. I mean, I don't know. Listen, if we can't get people to, you know, not wear seatbelts and, you know, um, I'm trying to think of other rudimentary things in life, you know, return the cart back to uh, the, the cart holder in, in, in the Walmart parking lot. Or, you know, if you if you drop a, a, a piece of clothing at a store on a hanger to put it back on a hanger, you know, you never there's always going to be people that are just going to be whatever don't give a shit it's almost like speeding right like so what's the what's the typical fine for like a speeding ticket you know your typical one like a couple hundred bucks right like what's that do what what does that really do to somebody like is it an inconvenience yes are you annoyed yes are you going to go back out and 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 drive 70 miles an hour in a 55 mile an hour zone again of course right like it's not it's not strict enough it's to that not, point, Matt, though, that they start digging you on your on your points and everything, and then you lose your insurance, and then there you go, you can't drive. So there is there is certain steps. Like look at the look at that New Jersey uh, gym now in Belmar that they they just arrested the guys in the morning and they changed the locks and they def- they're defied as much as possible. And the state's like, go fuck yourself, like enough right. more. But, like, there's still going to be people like that in the world. I'm sure there's people like that in other countries, too. It's just, you know, we don't hear about it because we're in the United States of America. But, you know, I, I don't know how you tame the, the people that are kind of like, you know, stick their finger up to the world, you know. I'll right. do what I want. If we could figure that out, we'd end a lot of problems in, in, in the United States. <laughs> yeah, I mean – I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe to switch gears a little bit to a little bit more positive note, right? And to a league that seems to be handling the COVID-19 situation, the best out of all of them would be the NBA right now, right? So we've had a little bit of exhibition uh, action go on around the league and particularly with the Sixers. I mean, you know, look, 
it's exhibition, right? So are we going to see, you know, what Brett Brown's master plan is for these games? Do we really know what Ben Simmons strategy is, you know, moving down to the four, they're not going to show it in these three games or whatever they're doing, but like, it's just nice to see the, to hear the ball hitting the court again and seeing these guys, you know, hooping again. It's just, it's just refreshing to see. And with, you know, you know, a lot of negative COVID tests. Yeah. I mean, the bubble's doing wonders for them down there. So, you know, it's nice to definitely get basketball back. But the Um, NBA basketball lends itself to that sort of thing. Right. And that's, you know, I hate to go back to the NFL so quickly, but we don't need to, but like, that's, that's like the constant curveball. It's like, you know, constructing a court is, (laughs) is so much easier than, than dealing with a, an NFL field. So it's just like, Mm -hmm. man, you know, my hat goes off to, the, the the NFL for trying to figure this one out and you know ultimately if they if they pull the plug on this on the season I really I'd really like to think that they it's because they did everything they possibly could to you know and it's just you know ultimately for the safety and well-being of the players and their families and and everyone involved in 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 what it takes to put on a professional football game but, you know, I mean, who knows? I mean, the NBA might run into their own obstacles down there. You know, we, we get a couple more Lou Williams uh, episodes. Who, who knows what would happen? I mean, well, and, and look at what you have to for, you know, a, a thing like you, you look at what the, the NFL would have to do. Like MLS has had to change. They're, they're allowing more subs into a game now they have water they had to do water breaks and all the games have to be at like nine o'clock in the morning or like nine o'clock at night or it's you know like like playing on the surface of the sun right like and, and i mean these are not to say like nfl football players aren't aren't athletes like you know, a, a soccer player, the amount that they run and their cardiovascular strength and, and stamina and everything is at a whole nother level than most f- football players. And if those dudes who are in not just peak physical shape, but like, you know, most of those guys are probably Hunter fit. Oh, boy. No, that's a screenshot right there for you. Oh, there it is. Get the screenshot. Right. Saw it. <laughs> And 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 two water breaks. What's going to happen with like three hundred pound linemen and and linebackers and and all of those dudes? Like they, they would die if they if those guys had to play down in, in down in Florida. I mean, it'd be nice once it started to cool off, but. The, well, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, yeah. If, if you went down to Jerry Jerry's world and you played in a dome or something, like that's that's the only other thing I can yeah. see is find some domes and you know then maybe you can get three or four teams to to bubble in their own regions. Maybe that's right. but but the problem is all the domes are in the hot spots. Yeah, but I mean, <clears throat> eventually hot spots are going to turn into. I mean, New York was a hot spot too, and look at it now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but- the, the difference is 
you know, once they started slowing stuff down in New York, you didn't have 800 bars being like, fuck it, we're going to keep serving alcohol. Like, that's the difference. Like, I feel like people in the Northeast were like, holy shit, this is serious. Like, folks are dying. Mm -hmm. And down south, they're like, fuck it, who cares? Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, you can't tame the, the wild ones. You're going to let them. I mean, we have lifeguards in, in New Jersey. They're having parties and yeah. all sorts of stuff. Got yeah. people having yeah, like, people, house 700. What was that house party you talked about, John? In so Jackson. There, there was a Jackson, New Jersey. There was an Airbnb party that um, had over 700 people there tied to an outbreak. <clears throat> but to Matt, to your point earlier, they actually went after the – Airbnb people and actually find them. So I don't know if they will pull them off of like Airbnb or or what, but they just gave them fines for for what they were what they were doing. What they were allowing to happen? Basically, yeah. Because yeah, there's no way that you own an Airbnb. I don't own one, but I would think that like I would I would have an idea, a very strong understanding of what's happening at my at my property. One hundred percent, yeah. Any game about teddy bears everywhere. Why <laughs> there are forty four teddy bears in this house? Don't this touch. He's got a lot of paintings with Don't the eyeballs that move. So, in the three games that the Phillies have played so far, is is, is anyone impressed? What are, what what are all our thoughts? Now, I know it's a very small sampling. It's only three um, games. We we have two very good starting pitchers, and um, we still have a terrible bullpen. Yeah, yeah, yep. And 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 we and we're the champions of the world at leaving men on base. I mean, I'm not going to get hung up on. You know, it, it's early in this. They're not hitting. It's going to take a while for them to be able to catch up to what the pitchers are doing. It, it is going to take a, a week or two to, to get their timing back from where they were. But like when you start thinking about it, you're like, did they couldn't beat this, that motherfucking team that had 12 dudes with COVID. They, they couldn't beat them more than once. They, they, there's something about the Marlins, man. I don't, I don't get it. They've always had our number. Maybe had our number. They got and it, it it's still it's still infuriating to think about like what happened to the bullpen last year and that idiot fucking Klentak was like, oh, we don't need to make you know big changes to there. We we don't need to do that. And you know, if if we're all suddenly gonna have problems spending money, then we don't trade one of the top five to 10 prospects in all of baseball for the best catcher and then let him walk. Yeah. I mean, yesterday's game, it just seemed like you're watching the same team from mm -hmm. last year. Like absolutely no, no change. You know, we have a different manager. That's it. Yes. And you know, over the course of a season, the coaching staff that Girardi has hired and, and Girardi himself is probably going to make this team better than they were last year. But the, the fact That's still means that you, you still have a team that doesn't have nearly as much talent as they should. 
because we're one of the worst drafting teams in Major League Baseball. Ever. And on top of struggling to draft players and have them make an impact, the guys that we make, we draft on a year-to-year basis tend to be a year to two to three years behind comparable talent in other organizations like the Dodgers and the Red Sox and all of these teams. And again, you know, if we let Real Real Muto walk, we now have no high-level prospects in our farm system to promote, and we gave away one of the best five to ten players in all of minor league baseball for a a season-and-a-half rental on a guy that we didn't win a pennant, we didn't win a World Series. Basically had no real impact. Yeah. And we we gave up a Faro, too, for him. Yes. And we gave up a decent catcher. We didn't have a – A guy starter. He's starting – he's a starting quality catcher. Yeah, he's – game he yeah he could call a good game he's got a great arm his bat is a little here suspect. And there, but he's a seven hole hitter that's fine yeah. he's a seven hitter and especially now with the the national league having a dh you don't need a catcher that can rake it's great if you have one but you don't need one we got the goose but the but the, the goose is loose but the fact that it sure looks like romuto is going to walk because the phillies are going to just Oh well, you know, with COVID and everything else, it was just a little too much money, and we really thought we'd be able to get something done. We thought he really loved the city and the team, and he's going to be gone. So then we have no good catcher, and we we we've lost the best pitching prospect we've had since Cole Hamels. Maybe maybe if we cut Bryce Harper in half, we could pay him. Here's the reality too for this for the Phillies. I mean, if we're if we're sitting there like. 15 and 22 and we're not going to make the play. Do we trade Romelto? Do we trade him? Why are we well, putting for him if we're not going to sign him? The the problem is I don't trust Clintac to be able to get any value back for him. Well, I mean, I guess it's if he's going to walk, anything's better than nothing, but I know teams know that obviously that, you know, if you're trading for him, but a team might be willing to go all in and just need that one catcher and maybe we can get a position player or something I mean, I hope we're not in that spot, but with this bullpen, there's going to be a lot of games when our starter's going to leave, and we're up seven to four in the seventh, and we lose yeah. nine, and we're going to lose nine eight. Like it's going to be like fucking maddening. But like, it. If I'm a GM, I'm saying, look, you want you want Real Moto? Okay, we'll trade him. We want a top five prospect back. And and I mean that's where I think they have to realize is. And with I, I don't know when the trade deadline is in this season, but there is a trade deadline. I saw a trading window uh, thing. But, I mean, we have to we have to decide now. Like, are we really going to be able to win? And we have to decide within probably like fifteen twenty games. Like, if we're if we're not, and you're not going to pay the guy, you got to unload him. You got to get something. And if 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 we go from Sixto and Alfaro. To JT, to some, you know, mid mid tier mid tier prospect. I think we would have Nap and 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 a guy from the minors just rotate basically this year. But, but but my point is like you you can't sell that to a fan base. So, I mean, I guess you have. I mean, I guess you still got Wheeler. Um, you know, I mean, you have Bryce, and we got we have some big names like. And here's the other thing, dude. Like, we're gonna have to probably pay Didi. 
And that's the reality, too. He's right now, he's our best player through three games. Yep. And he's making plays in the field. He's hitting. Everything you hear about him is he's a team guy. He eats, sleeps, and shits baseball. Like, he's not about the drama. He just wants to play baseball every day. Like, pay this fucking guy. Like, don't let him leave Philly. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to worry so much about third because you're going to – you'll probably put Bohm at third. I don't know why he's on the team right now, dude. I don't know why he's not up here. Screenshot. Screenshot again. Hey, you guys brought up Cole Hamels. Sorry, Jesse, you froze again. But Yeah, I know. Speaking of Cole Hamels, mm-hmm. baseball reference has the all-time top players in Philly's history. Cole Hamels is number 11 on that list. For players or pitchers? Players. He was the MVP of a World Series year. He would have set the playoff record for wins if he didn't get fucked in the, in the, in the snow game of Game 5 in the World Series. He would have won that game. And he would have been the first pitcher ever to go five and zero in a postseason, in one postseason. Who's let me let me guess? Either Lefty or um, is Lefty or Schmitty number one? So the top five is Mike Schmidt, followed by Robin Roberts, Steve Carlton, Chase Utley, Pete Alexander. Those are the top five all time. I never even heard of him. He it looks like he played in like the twenties or thirties. You got Richie Ashburn at number seven. You got Jimmy Rollins at number nine. You got Bobby Abreu at 10. Bobby Abubu. And you got Cole Hamels at 11. Kurt Schilling is number 16 on that list. Where's Howard? Probably Next top 20. Dick Allen. Ryan Howard is not on the top 24 all time. That's top 24. Really I don't ever want to listen to anything that, well, who's that writer or list? I will never <laughs> look at anything they put out again in my history of ever. You've got guys on here that look like they played during the fucking Civil War. And <laughs> and Ryan Howard is not on the list. Like, Howard's in the top ten of of home runs and in some of the stuff that he has done he had done. And if his Achilles doesn't blow up, he Or he to Bill's have, point, if we brought him up sooner. Yeah. Wait, yeah, I mean, you either bring him up sooner or his leg doesn't explode. He's probably a Hall of Famer. He is the greatest Philadelphia athlete to never get appreciation in the history of Philadelphia. Thank he you, Bill. Carried this team every August and September to the postseason. I mean, literally was on his back when this team. There were games, people forget, in the, like there were more games than I can count. When literally we would win like seven to six, and Howard had seven RBIs that game. Like it was unfucking believable what he would do, and people just forget it because we're we're a, a current culture now. Ryan Howard literally—it's I got the nickname Beast. He was a fucking beast. I mean, it, it, he's the only guy next to Beast Mode that can carry that name. Fucking I agree. Ryan. I agree. Big Rhino, love him. Love him. I think he's selling his house in Florida. I wonder if he sold it. He, he built it for like $30 million and then he, and he sold it like two years later. I wonder because if people, cause people kept jumping the fence and like walking up onto his property and shit. Oh, were they? Is that what happened? Yeah. Hey, that's how kind of, – yeah, because he was on like a private island too that had like a – he, he was like – he had like a big moat 
Like, he bought, like, he was on, like, one of, like, the most, like, prestigious islands, like, in Florida. But, yeah, I guess you can still get there. Mm. Still a big house, though. Like, what the hell you need that much house for? Like, you can't imagine your, your utility bill in the summertime. I, uh, I don't. Talk about a three-zone house with an AC unit. Oh, my God. It's like a 12-zone house. Yeah. Must be nice. Or we can just open the sliding grass door like if you're in Brigantine and have the breeze just cool you at night. <laughs> one of the perks. Oh, what a feeling. Amen, now, I think, uh I think I, I don't think everybody's still used to sports being back. I think everyone kind of so used to like not having it. Now that it's back, it's just like, oh, sports are back. But this episode is depressing. It is. <laughs> I'm in a bad. I'm in a. I'm in a sad mood now. Maybe it's, it's the darkness. Maybe no one's fighting with each other. There's there been no nothing funny. It's no. all doom and gloom. It's it's a very doom and gloom episode. I think we were due for one. And you would think with the return of sports, the official turn, return of sports, we would have been, you know, riding a little higher and been more excited about stuff but you know people just can't stay out of strip clubs and you know fucking you know, miami man nothing good is coming out of florida man fuck that state well your team your town your philadelphia union are in the semifinals of in that uh, tournament is it that, that tournament that's still going or on the quarterfinals sorry they're in the quarterfinals of that tournament yeah all right, um, all right, that's up and up. We got the yeah, Sixers this, starting on Saturday. They, um, they unfortunately are playing a uh, a team in Sporting Kansas City that every time we've ever needed a big win against them or had a chance to win a trophy, we've played a team, we've played them, and they've kicked our dicks in. So hopefully, and and the coach of that team is a local guy, so. Hopefully we finally – I mean, we beat them when it doesn't matter. Hey, hopefully we kick their dick in this time. So hopefully we can kick their dick in and go to the, go to the semifinals. I mean, it would be a big deal for the for – the, it would be a big deal for the city. Or not so much for the city, but for the team. They're really trying this year to, to get the word out. Um, they sent out boxes to, I think, two or 300 season ticket holders that, that were – ticket holders from the beginning and in the in this box you got like a little pennant um they need a t-shirt that says we'll kick your dick in (laughs) uh a a thermos like coffee mug a towel some cookies and a and a legit jerk and like an authentic 150 dollars jersey and so i'm working this morning and amanda uh goes outside to check something. She goes, you got a package? I'm like, no, I don't. What's, what's going on? And sure enough, I got one of them. So I, so I got, I was one of the lucky, uh, two or 300 people plus, plus, uh, and a couple media members that got this little cool care, care package with a, a, a authentic Jersey. And, um, some they caught wind of the forfeit podcast forfeit podcast. So forfeit podcast. Oh, like to thank Bimbo bakery and the Philadelphia union. Shout out Shout to the Philadelphia out. Union. Dupe. Dupe, but, dupe, dupe. So 
Well, I mean, Jesse, Jesse, you have sacrificed countless hours of your vocal cords to that team um, and your liver. My liver. My liver. So, you know, that's the least they can do is give you a jersey, a coffee mug. And and ridicule from my friends. There's that, too. But, well, yeah, well, that will never that will never end. Get used to it. But, yeah, that I mean, they play end. they play uh, Kansas City on the 30th. At 8 o'clock on ESPN. Wow. Dicks will be kicked in. Dicks will be kicked in. I I see like a 3-1 Sporting KC win. I see it being like 2-0. We're going to score a goal. And then they're going to rip our nuts off. We don't play. That's where I see it. I feel like. Wow. Now we're ripping nuts off. I rock. (laughs) Jesse's right. When we play the big dogs, Chicago Fire and all. We it's it's embarrassing. It's like we can't beat the big dogs. We we beat up on the teams we're supposed to beat, but you never know. Is that and you know that's why I get on the pitch and play. I mean, the, hey, why not us, right? Why not? I us? mean, they're the one good thing is they're we're not really scoring a lot of goals. They're scoring even less goals. So I mean, there's there's you know some good vibes going into it, but it's just that coach fucking just when it matters, he just. He really gets his guys up to play. And, you know, maybe he still has a personal gripe about the um, the first year we played them. He had just gotten a DUI and um, like the week before the game. And the Sons of Ben maybe did 99 bottles of beer on the wall and uh, changed the, the lyrics because his name is Peter Vermees. So it's Peter Vermees, give us your keys. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. So everybody in the 2000 people are shaking car keys, passing around 99 foam core cutouts of beer bottles that are two feet, three feet tall, singing the entire song for 35 minutes. And um, by the end of that game, he was livid and was just had steam coming out of his ears. You know who so, you need to thank for that package is Kevin Durant, Jesse. Yes. <laughs> Did he buy the team? You got yeah. that Durant money flowing now. He is a uh, – Kevin is Durant a is a minority owner. owner. He is a part owner. Yeah. He um, – I think he bought – He has like, 5% ownership. Yeah, and I think he, he fires financial guy. With the option to purchase an additional 5% in the near future. So there's the the one the one shout out to KD shout out to KD and you know to his credit like he's doing a lot of stuff with um he's going to start getting involved to do stuff with Chester and and helping the the high school down there and the kids down there so I mean he's really doing a lot of stuff that's that's you know bigger than the game type stuff in in Chester so it's it's cool to see. It's cool to see that the team is keeping their promise with that, that, that they're trying to, to help the city uh, for a while. It was a little touch and go, but they're, they're trying like they, I think they've in the past couple of years, they've, the team has paid for some of their athletic programs out of, out of, uh, out of Chester. So, you know they're they're doing stuff there and they're trying to see the union moving out of Chester into like a better like area. 
So here's the, you know, you because there were there was a rumor that they were the the way that the lease is set up and the size of the new stadium that have come in, there's an out in the the lease if they are in the bottom um what the hell is going on? Is that from uh, Mathers headquarters? What was yeah, that? So, gonna do a little editing over here on this one. Um, Johnny got a little spanking. He's... So, there's a out in the lease that if they're in like the bottom like five percent of attendance after X amount of years, they can pay. I I think it's like twenty million dollars or something like that. Or they they can. There's an out. In the in the lease, and now that bigger stadiums have been built, they've practic they can practically hit the out now, because they're they're a smaller stadium. the The problem is they've now built a really nice training facility in Chester. You have your practice fields in Chester, and you have your stadium in Chester. So, if you were to move somewhere, but the, and the problem is the only place you could really go and have it be easy for fans to get to is down at the sports complex. But that land is starting to disappear now. So right. they'd already paid for the union stadium. I mean, yeah. they just paid, I mean, it was 87 million they paid for it. So it's like, and know, they, so if you buy and the team is probably worth like $300 million right now. So if you buy the team at 300, You've got to spend twenty or thirty to buy the lease out, and then you've got to drop another hundred into building, buying and building another stadium somewhere else. You'd be better off just expanding the stadium. Yeah, and, and just uh, focusing on cleaning up Chester. And and well, honestly, where where the stadium is, it's a pain in the ass to get out of because there's really only one road and one set of ramps. Right. But, like, from Jersey, you go over the they Commodore. Could change, they could potentially change that, though, if they needed to, I'm sure. Well, they, they put brand new ramps in. They just put ramps in. Right. But, like, if you go to a game now, so you go over the Commodore. Yeah. At the foot of the Commodore, you bang the first exit. Yeah. Off the right. You go down. You hook a – you go – you bend – you bear to the left. You go under the stadium, and you basically go run back towards the river – Yep. And then you hook a right at the stadium and you're there. Like that part of Chester isn't that bad. There's there's houses down there, and I mean it's not it's I mean it's tough, it's a tough area to like to get to it. But it's such a nice stadium though, because you got you got the Commodore Barry in the background. Oh, yeah. It's a it's a great you know, view. And the whole uh, reason that the state paid for the whole thing is because there was going to be a $400 million redevelopment project to have condos, stores. Yeah. Just, it was going to be a whole, it was going to be, a, it's going to be a center. And 10 years later, 12 years later, actually, and there's been nothing but the stadium. And that's, I think the reason they can't move is because if they, if they close that down, then that area is dead again, which is yeah. dead. And the, the 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 reason that they pro they, and the there's only so much development they can do now because their practice facilities there their training facilities there now so right. like some of the places they can develop aren't there but the team 
And and the the problem, the reason that some of that stuff didn't happen was the primary owners are real estate guys. So they were looking at this as like a long-term flip, basically. And when the stock market took a dive right before the team, you know, right before, like halfway through the stadium being built in 2009, like everything changed as far as the finances go. The owner of the team like lost like 75% of his, his, his net worth in the stock market. Like it was a, like the team was hemorrhaging money. So they weren't able to do all of this stuff. Now the team owns all of the land around Chester. Now they've acquired all of it. So there's still plenty of room to develop. I think you just need, you just need that spark to, 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 to go. Like there's a brewery down there. That's really good. The Larimer. Uh, small little independent breweries down there. Um, but you, I mean, you need more and I mean, hopefully they build a grocery store down there because Chester's a food desert and you know, I, I don't even know where the closest, I mean, probably on the, on the other side of Marcus hook is probably the, the closest grocery store. So like there's, there's problems. So like if you could start to develop that and put a grocery store down there and put some stuff down there that people want to go and spend some time and, and, and hang out, like most of the waterfront in Philly is, is gone. It's all developed and it's all, you know, real expensive. So like eventually that stuff's just going to have to start moving down the Delaware. So I, I don't know if all, if the, I don't know if the team will ever move, but I don't know if they can ever move into the into the city because where would you, you know, the the rumor was they maybe do a stadium share with um with Drexel, but you look at where the stadium would have to go, and it would be an absolute nightmare. That'd be a nightmare to get to the games. You would everybody would end up having to take a train. Yeah, and the problem yeah, is I think the best bet is to stay down in Chester with the hopes of revitalizing yeah. it in like 2025 when we finally get over this COVID hump because and, nothing's happening until we get this under, under control. Yeah. And I mean, all it takes is it for, especially for this problem, the, from, from, you know, revitalizing Chester to the team, it, it's, it's a money problem. Yep. That's all it is. You just need people willing to spend the money to to do it. From yep. buying better players on the union to to putting a you know a shovel in the ground and developing stuff. You just need to shut the fuck up and do it. Yeah. So shut the maybe fuck they do up eventually. Do it. Well, any final thoughts, guys, uh, before we wrap this this episode up? Uh, anyone listening who doesn't want to slit their wrists yet? Can hit us up on social media. God, I'm so depressed. This 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 episode has made me sad. I'm drawing a warm bath as we speak. <laughs> Jesus, oh my John. God. Well, here here's my here's my little shot of positivity. Here's a speedy recovery for all the Marlins players, and I hope that the Phillies weren't affected. Go Sixers, ten nine eight. And Ben Simmons will hit a three-pointer on Saturday. You heard it here, folks. All right, multiple threes. Joel Embiid is a is a soft, soft as baby shit. Well, Joel Embiid will be hard baby shit come Saturday. 
Yeah, I right. doubt it. I doubt it'll play it's gonna Saturday. Be, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say lean because that's not true. He's going to be a mean, rebounding, blocking, and dunking machine. It, is, this, it, is this the kickoff on Thursday? What? They, don't they kick off on Thursday? That's the first, first, first game. Play. They play their yeah. last exhibition game on Wednesday. All right, so why the hell would he play? That's, that would be stupid if he played. It was Saturday. He's not going to be in game shape. Ridiculous. There's no like. I guess that's what the eight games are for, basically, to try to get in the game shape. Well, that worked out well for him. No, I know. Well, he might get hurt if he ties his shoe too tight and warm. Oh no, Joel Embiid can't play because he got a boo boo on his foot. He tied his shoe too tight tonight. He's the worst. It'll be day to day. We're gonna be. We're gonna be fine. Brett Brown is gonna figure it all out. Eight and oh, Sixers. Fourth. <laughs> you don't want to see us, Boston. You don't want to see us. Bring it. Bring it. That's right. Next episode, we'll have a Sixers game to dissect. Next episode, we will have a full, legit Sixers game that matters. And we will be talking about the Union in the semifinals. Goddamn oh. right, Jesse. And many dicks being kicked in. Many dicks getting I'm kicked in. in. So until then, wear a fucking mask and Jesse, give it to me. Go, birds.